Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Anxious Mammal Podcast. Today we're going to be focusing on parts work. So parts work is just another term for doing internal family systems. The prior episode that I did did discuss this, but not in detail, and it discussed it in relationship mainly to EMDR. I wanted to do another podcast that is dedicated to parts work just because It's a really important approach that I use on a daily basis, not only for clients, but just personally in my own life. And also with some of the further research that I've been doing, there's other things that I'd like to add that were not able to be discussed in the last podcast. So if you want to stick around, we will be talking about how parts work is used in therapy, but also going to discuss how you can use this to grow as a person yourself, not only to move past trauma, and deal with anxiety, but also just to understand why you behave, feel, and do the things you do in each moment. So hang out and we'll get started. Alright, so we're going to start with a brief overview of internal family systems and parts work. This was introduced by Richard Schwartz in the early 2000s. He actually created a book called Introduction to Internal Family Systems. And there's been many, many books that have interpreted this and expanded upon this afterwards. He's also got another book that was out after this called No Bad Parts. And that's a really good read if you'd like to pick it up. So basically what internal family systems or parts work says is that the mind is subdivided. This means it is containing parts that can be activated by internal and external conditions. Therefore, you have parts of you, of the self, which some people may think of as emotions or behaviors or thoughts. Parts are all of these combined. These parts will arise when specific internal and external conditions exist. An important thing to know is that all parts have a purpose. They are all necessary when they are present under the right conditions. When we have parts that are coming up when we are not inviting them, that is where we have an issue. And when we have wounded parts, which we will talk about later, we then have to have parts who become protectors, and then we have some issues there. So with these parts, which are meant to be in support of the self, we have the self that is intended to be aware, to be present, to be observing, and essentially be in control of conducting which part or parts we want to bring up into what we're going to refer to as the living room. The living room is the activated part or parts that are creating your state of mind. These parts are, again, combinations of thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. There are hundreds of parts that can exist, but there's usually a handful that we will typically access or have come up. These parts are often created out of habit, the ones that we use more often. When the parts are active, this is what creates one's state of mind or creates their reality. Otherwise, the parts are stored and ready for activation when not in use. 
I'm going to probably post some images on the website at a later time and there is actually the image I'm using now available if you go under the worksheets the very last couple of things that I posted one of them discusses an IFS worksheet or homework and that includes an image that I'm going to be referring to here this image is very simple it's just a circle at the top you have a picture of a living room at the bottom you have many many individuals the living room is going to be what state of mind you're in the activated parts the bottom is full of your parts that are potentially available to come up should the right internal and external conditions exist now for parts we have potential parts that are stored these parts wait for the right internal and external conditions which means somebody outside of you is cutting you off on the freeway there's a threat internally you're feeling again threatened or scared and you have a part that arises it could be a practical problem solving part it could be an angry part which is pretty typical or believe it or not it could be a compassionate part instead of having an angry part come up and then the resulting yelling or being upset at the individual who cut you off because how could they dare cut off you and take over your safety and space and right to drive where you want but you can actually when the self stays present bring up a compassionate part or a curious part this part would then instead say I wonder why they're in such a hurry I hope everything's okay and they're not rushing to the hospital again we can have hundreds of potential parts in any given situation but most of us do develop what we would call a usual cast of characters so if you're driving and you get cut off and you tend to be angry that's the part that is typically going to continue to show up this is built out of habit but it's also based off of history trauma genetics and many other factors this however can be changed especially when directly utilizing internal family systems to help you become more aware of these parts and learn how to bring the self back into control again now with these parts we have wounded parts these wounded parts are parts that have experienced some kind of trauma and they have developed a distorted and negative belief about themselves or the world for example a child part could exist from when someone's younger and maybe their father or mother was abusive this child part that would come up might be normally playing with Legos and they leave some of their Legos out dad steps on a Lego becomes angry and abusive this child part can then develop a belief that I'm not good enough I'm not lovable I'm a bad kid the world is not safe or any combination of those beliefs the reason this occurs because many people may say well if I'm a kid it's not my fault agreed it's not your fault that you're just simply being a child and playing with Legos and there happens to be Legos on the ground I don't think anybody would disagree on that however when you are a young child especially in the first decade of your life we are egocentric this means everything that happens revolves around us if dad hits us we wonder what did we do to make him if mom leaves what did we do to make her leave if our parents divorce what did we do to make them not love or like each other or love or like we always blame ourselves as children and therefore we internalize this and this becomes a wounded part when parts are wounded they remain stuck in that time therefore if you have a five-year-old playing with Legos who then 
experiences this initial trauma of being smacked across the face when his father steps on a Lego, the kid is simply being a kid, being curious and playful. This curious and playful child part then develops a belief of, I'm a bad kid and or I'm not safe. This is essentially locked in as a five-year-old in time and without therapy or exploration, this part remains in that condition. The brain then exiles this part. So this part would be called an exile within in parts theory or internal family systems. That means it kind of goes to a level below that bottom of the circle that we mentioned where your parts are stored. That lower level is where the exiled wounded parts go that the brain tries to keep out of the system completely for fear that they will overwhelm the system. Now, sometimes external and internal conditions exist to where the wounded part will find its way up and into the living room. As a result, you will then start having thoughts, behaviors, mannerisms, emotions related to this five-year-old wounded part that believes that it is not safe and it is not a good kid. And that is where we can sometimes find ourselves behaving in a way that we feel does not fit our logic or our natural tendencies to behave in other situations. It is because this exiled part was triggered and has risen into the living room or become activated and it is overwhelming the self because the self is no longer excuse me, able to choose which part it would like to come up. Obviously, in the situation, as a 30-year-old woman trying to figure out what to do when her car's broken down, does not need a 5-year-old little kid that feels like it is not good enough or is bad or is not safe. It needs a problem-solving part. So if this part comes up instead, that means that the self has lost the ability to completely choose and is not present, and the part is taking over. Now, in response to this, you have parts that become protectors. These are parts that were tasked as protectors. They are not created as a result of the trauma. All parts exist when you're born. They have various roles. Well, including the role that a part has, it will then also have to take on the role of a protector for this wounded part. This means if the five-year-old, I'm a bad kid, I'm not safe, comes into the living room, the protector part may come up and be the angry part or the anxious overwhelmed part or the depressed part and that part will then try and protect the system by not only getting that wounded part to go back into exile but also trying to keep that wounded part from even being accessed by anything in the world environment inside or outside that could further increase its belief in i am not safe I am a bad kid. So this could be an avoidance part, a part of you that wants to just get drunk. That's avoidance as well, but it can be specific sex, gambling, drinking drugs, food. They're all the same thing, essentially. They're symptoms, behaviors that are meant to cover another issue. It could be a part that's angry and it chooses to start yelling and screaming and tantruming. It could be an apathetic part that gives up. And there could be other parts in the living room as well. Often there is the critic part. This part develops when we're children, we're criticized for our behavior if we're not allowed to be children or we're always told, why are you so loud? Why can't you sit still? Why can't you just listen? Why can't you be normal? These are the things that create a critic part inside of us. So you can have more than one part. You can have many parts in the living room and active at one time. 
For example, right now you may have a critical part, a curious part, maybe a boredom part. Hopefully not, but it's possible. Critical because you want to make sure that this information makes sense. Curious because you find it interesting that there may be new ideas to understand yourself. So you can have many parts that are available at one time. When these parts are not, when, excuse me, when the external and internal conditions no longer set the stage for one of these parts, they go back down into the storage for your parts or back into exile if the brain's successfully able to get them away and down. Now, the living room is where the parts become active or conscious, as we've mentioned. Again, more than one part can be active at a time. Which parts are active are determined by internal and external conditions, mind and body. They also are determined by past experiences. Genetics play a part. And they can develop habit parts. So these are parts that come up almost automatically. These are times where you feel like, why do I always get so upset even though I don't want to, or so annoyed even though I don't want to? This is due to triggers, trauma, expectations, history, etc. Let's clarify a little bit on the self. The self observes with curiosity, and it is the conductor of the parts. When the self is present, we are unshaken by changes in the mind and the body. We are unshaken by external and internal conditions. The self is capable of observation, choice, emotional management, and choosing which parts seem to suit the situation the best. Parts will sometimes override the self and other parts. This is due to changing internal external conditions, and these overriding parts may often be wounded and exiled parts, or they may be protector parts that are trying desperately to override and bury the wounded part again. For example, Someone may be at work and feel very criticized because their boss says that they didn't like how they completed the project. Maybe they have an exiled little child part that comes into the living room, forces its way in because it's feeling criticized again like it was when it was five and six years old when their parents didn't feel that their grades were good enough. And then a protector part comes in. And you have two kinds of protector parts, managers and firefighters. And that's what we're going to talk about now so that we can expand upon a little bit. So these manager parts, these are parts that develop out of a need to meet the requirements of the internal and external conditions. This includes managing the needs of our wounded parts. So if you have a part that feels very criticized, then you will find manager parts that will try and protect you from criticism. They could be apathy, like I don't care, so then it doesn't bother me. They could be dismissal or rationalization like well my boss's expectations are ridiculous and this is high standards according to anybody else these manager parts are present in all of us and they help us to overcome any of our wounded parts or wounds now the other parts that we have start as something and turn into what's called a firefighter but first they start a lot as distractors. These are parts that are meant to help us clear out the living room when we need a break from habitual parts or rumination and racing, circling thoughts. Distractors can be literal like television, books, going for a walk, anything to get your attention off of the subject at hand 
so that that part is no longer feeling activated. The internal and external conditions are being altered. Now the problem is when the managers are not able to handle the situation well enough, if they are not able to protect the person from feeling triggered, like for example before, someone at work completes a project, the manager is unhappy and criticizes some of the work. That individual has a wounded child part come into the living room and force its way in because there was a lot of criticism growing up on school and school grades and behaviors. Well, the manager was unable to avoid the exiled part from coming up, so now the firefighter steps in. These parts take over the living room when the managers fail to keep out our exiled parts. These are distractor parts that have to go into overdrive to protect the system. These are self-destructive, substance use, suicidal ideation, self-interest behavior, anything and everything that absolutely will work to remove the person's consciousness from that moment the best it can or avoid being in it any longer than it has to. So an individual who is acting out of parts, especially triggered trauma parts, may get angry and tell the boss, this is ridiculous, I quit, screw this, and leave. May continue. They may then drink or they may just go home in self-loathing. Don't know. It depends on the person. Someone who's able to keep the self present and not have one of their parts triggered or one of their firefighters come up to overwhelm them might say, I understand, I appreciate the feedback, ask some questions to clarify, and see what out of that information really held substance and could be used to grow as an individual and where they may disagree because they have a healthy sense of self and self-efficacy. So with the self-present, they are able to choose the parts that best suit the situation. An example of a manager versus a firefighter part, picture a manager part as a mother bear standing tall with her cubs behind her. This part is protective, logical, focused. Now picture a firefighter part. This is a bull with flames blasting from its nostrils in an attack posture. This is destructive, emotional, and impulsive. Managers are logical and focused and calculated, and firefighters are emotional, impulsive, and destructive. In therapy, there are ways to deal with these trauma parts, these wounded parts, the protector parts, and the self. Again, the self can often be identified in other theories or other approaches as observing ego or mindful awareness or compassionate connection. Now, what happens in therapy is typically, and this is not by any means universal, this is just really my opinion and filter. We use things like cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, DBT, medications. These are to manage negative thoughts, coping skills for symptoms. In a sense, if we're looking at our entire trauma history as a plant, roots, stems, and leaves, CBT and DBT and medications and talk therapy, these things are essentially used to trim the plant down closer and closer towards the roots so that we can, number one, control the outgrown symptoms that cause complications in our lives and have a better chance of locating the roots. 
Now, stuff like internal family systems, parts work, or things like emotional freedom technique, even a little bit of EMDR, these are things that can help us identify parts, identify triggers. We can actually kind of locate where the roots are at. Once we do that, we can then continue to use things like internal family systems, parts work, EMDR, sensory motor psychotherapy to heal the trauma or following the analogy, pull the roots. Pulling the roots means that we completely change the belief. We help the part heal so that it no longer holds this distorted belief about itself. And this is the ultimate goal. If we are able to heal the exiled part, clear that wound, that distorted belief, that exiled part can then come back into the system to do what it was intended to do. And the part that is being the protector can go back to doing what it was intended to do without having to take on the extra work of being a protector part. Therefore, the symptoms subside or fade, and we no longer have the protective parts because the exiled part is no longer exiled. It is back within the system. Another analogy is you have mom, dad, brother, sister. Brother develops a very bad substance abuse issue. He has erratic behavior. He becomes harmful to himself and others. Now what happens is mom and dad and sister have to take on protector roles. So dad still has to be a husband, a dad, a worker. Mom still has to be a wife, a worker, a mother. And the daughter still has to be a kid and a student and maybe a worker. But they also now have to put in extra energy to try and protect the wounded part of their system. They have to pick up some of the slack. So then this causes issues. Maybe dad is having issues in his worker uh, role. He has to call out of work. He has to take phone calls often from his son who's having erratic behavior or getting in trouble. The husband role or part is also having issues because husband and wife are arguing because mom and dad disagree on how to handle the issue. The sister's part, uh, school part, learning student part, is having issues because people at school are talking about her because of her brother and she's having a hard time focusing school because of the issues. So you can see that these other parts already had roles in the system. Mom, wife, husband, worker, dad, daughter, student, friend. And they're having issues in their other roles because they're having to use some of their energy protecting the wounded part, the brother. Now, if the brother goes to a rehabilitation center, he's there for a year and clean and sober, comes back into the family, behaviors are back to healthy. Dad can go to work without any issues anymore. Mom and dad stop arguing as husband and wife because they don't have this main issue, they disagree. Sister starts to do better in school because she's reestablishing her relationship with her brother and she's able to focus on school and being a student without worrying about if her brother's okay. The son is back into the system and doing his part and the system is reaching homeostasis again. What we do in parts work is a six step approach mainly. They call it the six Fs. So to overview, it's we find the part, which part needs our attention right now? Where can it be found? We focus on it. So we have you turn your attention inside, flesh it out, which means can you see it? What does it look like? Is it near or far? Is it alone? And this also completes unblending, which means identifying the self 
separate from other parts so that we can begin to work on the parts on their own separate from the self. Then we pay attention to how you feel toward it because we need a positive and curious emotion. Otherwise, the part may not be alone and there's another negative or protector part present that could be blocking. So we need the other part to relax and allow us access to the wounded part. However, they don't like to do this because their job is to keep everything away from it and keep it exiled because they feel that it'll be overwhelming to the system if it comes out or it'll be overwhelming for the person and or a therapist if it comes out. Next, we befriend the part, which means learn more about it. How did it get this job? What is it trying to do? What does it need the person to know? What is it trying to protect, etc. And the last F is what does this part fear? What does it want for you? What does it feel would happen if it stopped doing its job? Once we know these things, we can begin to identify and heal the wounded part. Now, one of the best tools to use with IFS or parts work is mindfulness-based interventions. So here is an excerpt from a book. The book is called Parts Work, an Illustrated Guide to Your Inner Life, and it's by Holmes, written in 2007. This quote discusses, in summation, I believe, why we practice mindfulness for parts work. While the goal of these practices, IFS, is to help ourselves be in the centered state of the self, there is a danger that we may get the idea that we should somehow find ourselves in a constant state of peace and calm, of self. Given human nature, none of us will be living in a constant state of self. The reality is that most of the time our consciousness bounces around from parts to self, from less aware to more aware and back again. But the self can become increasingly available as we exercise our awareness. Anything you practice, you get better at. If you play piano every day, you get better. And if you play it every day instead of twice a week, you get better faster. Practicing mindfulness means practicing keeping the self present, which means you will improve your ability to not only identify and notice parts, but be able to stay present and choose which parts to then bring up and which parts to send back away. So instead of being angry, you can get angry in a controlled way, in a useful and productive way. So that is the overview of parts work. It is a approach that I use with almost every client, probably every client. I just don't like to always say those 100%. It is very useful for self-exploration. A starting book would be Parts Work, an illustrated guide to your inner life by Tom Holmes, H-O-L-M-E-S. This is a great simple book with really cool drawings that help you to visualize. After that, you could just go straight to the source and just read Richard Schwartz, An Introduction to Internal Family Systems. A little bit more clinical, but useful. Then there's many other options that you can explore deeper. There's also No Bad Parts by Richard Schwartz, which is a great book understanding how all parts are needed, even the ones that you think seem bad. But I would definitely say to start with parts work 
an illustrated guide to your inner life. I think it's a simple, well-written, and concise introduction and explanation of internal family systems. One that is great for the first timer, but when I read it later into my career, it still provided some insight using different views and using very succinct, precise explanations of some complicated topics. If you have any questions, as usual, please contact me. You can go to www.theanxiousmammal.com, go to the contact page, and you will find a phone number there to reach me. I also want you to know that the two podcasts prior to this are on IFS and EMDR if you want a little bit more information about their relationship. And there's also a presentation that I am finishing for a training right now for some staff, and I will post that presentation online. So remember, when you notice that you have feelings and behaviors that you really would rather have be different, that means you have parts that have come up. Observe, go inside, be curious, and find out what are these parts trying to tell you. The more you understand and learn them, the more you can identify what external and internal conditions trigger them so you can learn how to be in control more. And mindfulness practices. That is the way that you get better and better and better at keeping the self present so you are in more control of choosing your emotions and your behaviors. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to me, especially if you're hearing this part and listened all the way through. Go take a nap.